1: The cat your mother. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren. Weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like Scrammy's topped with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach making it cooler than three penguins. Till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch. Get loose.
0: It's time for some juice on some Birds p- with
1: Friends. The early
0: bird gets the worm. But prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds p- with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you
1: with steps and Things flapping their wings on. Birds with friends. Birds All I know is friends.
2: Zach said he has a game where Birds he'll don't friends. read both 7,000. <laughs> 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 and I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's
1: do it. And, yeah. And so the purpose yeah, of- that's what oh, i Really, what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday night, prime time. Back in the fold after the mini buy that we had. Bowolf. Shilkapadia, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris here to unpack everything, set things up for the stretch run for this six and seven Eagles team that finds itself square in the playoff mix. We have a bit of a rundown today for one of the first times in show history. We we each took a segment. We're going to talk about this final four game stretch. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz, the much promised Carson Wentz discussion that we never uh, delivered on. We're going to do that. And then we will close by comparing Nick Sirianni's first 13 games to the other head coaches who were hired in the 2021 hiring cycle, those seven uh, head coaches. So lots to get to. No nonsense. How's everybody doing? How is your time off? Doing great. Excited
3: for the pod. Ready to get back at it.
2: Uh, it's an exciting week. I love playoff scenarios. I love them back going back to my yeah, early that. times, moving the chains on philly.com. dot uh, com. I, I you know at that time you kind of had to. I would just go through the playoff simulator and do every single one. You didn't have these fancy five thirty eights. You didn't have the Dennis's of the world just tweeting out every different thing. But I was looking at some uh, playoff simulations early today. Uh, very interesting. Final four weeks for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, if you would have told, uh, I guess we would have believed going into the season that they would pr- maybe be in the mix at this time, but uh, they're squarely in the mix. We got some big games coming. People are loving the new lighting uh, around
1: Zach Berman, if you're with us in the... You know, I mean, just pops galore shining, yeah. for this. I I said when I signed on too, it was very yeah. noticeable. Big upgrade in like camera quality for for ZB. He looks like... we'll take Birds of Friends seriously. I think we're
2: in I- seriously here. Now, I didn't get to, uh, we obviously didn't have a pod late last week, so I didn't get to, you know, my mix of talking to you guys, but I did get to catch Bo Wolf on the athletic football show. ZBARM, did you hear uh, Bo on with, Whoa, with yes. Robert
3: Mays? Yes, I did. You alerted me to it. A matter of fact,
1: well, I mean, knowing how much Zach listens to podcasts, I would have been offended if he had. He
3: didn't. I had to text him. I said, (laughs) "I said, did
2: you hear Bo? Maybe it wasn't pubbed the athletic (laughs) on the athletic football show." And so, you know, you guys made fun of me, saying, "Oh, uh, Shields on these other podcasts, and he's all jovial and cracking up." I mean, I've never heard more no nonsense football discussion from Bo Wolf. I mean, he got asked one question. And the man went through the entire Eagles roster, just an encyclopedia uh, of knowledge. I, I thought you did a, a great job. Now, Zach, uh, there were a couple shout outs to you on that pod. I don't know if you heard those or not or have
3: yep. uh, uh, a- any impressions on those. I appreciate it that, uh, that he mentioned it. I I, I I had separate commentary on the pod. but uh, Yeah, go okay. ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> Well, first off, I I thought Bo did a great job. I thought he yeah. represented birds yeah. with friends well. I what I take umbrage to is that uh, we will have a big game or or a big pot, <laughs> and he'll he'll get me or he'll try deviating into something that has nothing to do with football from the and episode. I I won't know where it's going. I'll get worried before a podcast. What's Bo gonna say that <laughs> uh that I'm not prepared for here or 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 that I'm gonna have to explain to my wife afterwards about? And uh and uh I I'll I'll say Bo was like straight football guy there. Oh, he was all business.
1: At it. Exactly. Yeah. I know the I, show that you're on. Yeah, well,
3: I I wish we had that in our <laughs> podcast sometimes. <laughs>
2: well,
1: yeah, that's no. not the show that we have.
3: Now, I was struck
1: by, uh,
2: you know, his first mention of you, Zach. Marissa, can I get a clip one here,
0: please?
1: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Through 13 weeks, how has this Eagles team deviated from what you expected them to be coming into the year? Well, that's
1: interesting. Um, and I think that I and, you know, such a different voice. you know, Zach Berman, who I cover the team with, have both been guilty of this, of, like, knowing going into this season... Okay, it's a first-year head coach. Okay, we can cut it. We temerous. gotta be patient. The rest gotta- is not
2: really uh, yeah. that important. How do you feel about that, Zach? It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't something positive that me, you know, when he decided to mention your name, it was something you and him oh, were guilty that's of. That's not negative. No, no I just we discussed that. It's yeah, okay. Okay, that. I don't feel bad about uh, that.
3: Now, I would only uh, be offended if it was something I didn't want him to discuss on the pod. But but we've discussed that on the okay. pod. Okay. So yeah. N- now I, mm-hmm. you know, you said that
2: you felt like Bo uh, represented Birch with friends well so then i would assume there was uh you know some some type of shout out for birds with friends marissa can i get clipped two here please <laughs> it's always great to talk to you my friend i sincerely appreciate you taking the time out to do this especially during your week off it means a lot thank you very much for having me all right guys that's all we got for today did that get cut off marissa did you not <laughs> was that a bad edit on uh your no, part? No. i didn't hear any shout out John, I didn't hear like any Zach tell the Berman, people where they can listen to listen you or, <laughs> or like taking the know. initiative. I mean, it's the same company here. We're all part of the same uh, podcast network. Merce, I don't know if you have any examples in your computer, your vault, maybe of a no, proper please. way to plug the show, maybe on a, on a different platform.
1: Let me try this. <laughs> this is only
0: people want to see your excellent coverage of the NFL and, and the Eagles, of course, as well. Where can they do that?
2: Yep. You can read me, uh, on the athletic in the, uh, in the NFL section. That's where you will find me. If you want, uh, Eagles coverage, we've got our podcast with, uh, me, Bo Wolf and Zach Berman birds with friends. You can subscribe to that, uh, anywhere you want. I think, uh, I think that that's most of my plugs here.
1: I mean I'm sorry please roll back the one when he, when Robert uh, let me go I don't want to make this a Robert Mays Bill Barnwell thing <laughs> Robert didn't yeah. say tell the people where they can listen I mean, to you a little I'm initiative the question
2: In fact, I would assume at Newhouse School of Communications they say take a little initiative right uh, you know I didn't I didn't plug any Instagram no Twitter you know Barnwell even had to ask me well, are not you on the athletic football show do you want any, do you want any, I, you know that wasn't f- uh, front of mind I had to give birds with friends the uh, shout out and my uh, wonderful co-host always trying to build the brand let's just uh let's just remember that in the future all right we can. i, I just want
3: point. to add i i was on a <laughs> podcast today and oh, i was uh, gonna
2: ask you did you plug because i wanted to get you did you plug oh, no, i was on
3: friends? yeah well i didn't just plug birds with friends and i didn't just plug <sighs> Bo and shiel i said in our outstanding producer marissa morris wow oh, yeah level <laughs> all right yeah that very to be good. like it's well, it's it's a group of four here. That. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. I should have done that. It's a bad yeah, job. Too busy I mean.
1: patting yourself on the back for answering <laughs> the, the question that was asked. <laughs> I of mean, you.
2: really superb. You got to come in over the top. On me oh, like sorry, that. No, no, no. I'm I trying to that. make <laughs> Bo look bad, and then you're spinning this. <laughs> All right, that. maybe you two. You know, I, I ripped you for the lack of hanging out on the road. Maybe the camaraderie is building. You stuck up for your beat partner there. You turned the attention on me. So my grand plan is. And this is a very
1: this is also a very classic shield uh, way of uh, beginning the discussion by a misdirection of t- of it's about you, when really, it all circles back to this is just about me. Listen to me on the Bill Barnwell show. No, it's me <laughs> yeah. making
2: you look bad. Showing yeah, that that's the what show. you want
1: it to look like, but it's really coming uh, down in the end. I, I really just...
2: have no interest in anyone listening to my appearance on the Bill Barnwell show. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, for Bill's sake, if you want to go ahead
2: and download it, uh, that's fine. He's been very nice to me throughout his career. But yeah, no, I, I really uh, don't care if you listen to that. Or well, you. let's can... give
1: let's let's take our lessons from uh, from this segment and give Zach an opportunity to uh, plug what he's going on got going on this week a little a little in person appearance
3: yes uh tomorrow night actually at at puddlers uh it'll be wednesday at, night at, yes yes wednesday night at puddlers taproom i'll be with Ray Dinger, Glenn Macnow, and todd Zalecki uh signing books um signing uh i will sign underdogs which you can see behind me here uh the philadelphia eagles Emotional road to super bowl victory i'll i'll be selling them and signing them and the offer still stands i, I, I sent out about 10 books last week to people who've reached out uh, and, and wanted them. So uh, hopefully they have, they have arrived. And if you're looking for a, a Christmas present or a holiday present, still happy to send out books and uh, I will sign it with, with whatever message you want. So that offers out
1: there, but I mean, uh, that's a pretty big message. I mean, that's a pretty big, like, <laughs> I, can I, can I get it with any message I want? Sure. Sure. I, I, mean, I within love, reason, I love within. urban Meyer. Science the acronym. one thing I
3: I don't do is, is uh, I don't like Sonic Go Eagles or or, or something like mm. that. I try to maintain the the professionalism in, in, in that regard. Go but, urban. It, but anything else, I I had two. Oh thank you, Rich. Rich is awesome. I, I at that meetup we had Rich read uh, the Yes, you
2: know, I yeah, remember that, that great moment. That,
3: that was awesome. I, I really appreciate that. Um no, I, I, I had two comments about Bo's appearance here. On his, uh, his, his appearance on, on Robert Mays. Oh, on, more. On, on All NBA right. Spy. Let's hear it. First, Robert, I really sold Bo's jokes. Uh, did you catch that shield? Lots like, of laughing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Lots of laughing. That's jokes that I make. I feel like I
2: played yeah. it straight. Ah, he yeah, was he a couple of one-liners in okay. there.
3: Yeah. um, He, he was that, uh, the, uh the, the, <laughs> like Andy Reid joke you had, you know how this was like the inverse Andy Reid during the bye week Okay. Right. Sold that for you, big time. Yeah. Um. Number one, and then number two, uh, kind of call you out here a bit. I don't. I, I don't, oh! don't want to call you. Here we out. go. Here we go. I don't want to call you out. But I wonder if this is th- another note I have. Go ahead. I'm You really don't here. know who's playing until Sunday morning in the other games <laughs> in the NFL.
1: Well, actually, what I what I what I didn't say <laughs> is that the real answer to that is I don't know who's playing until I listen to the uh, the Thursday around the NFL podcast. I wasn't going to plug yeah. a different podcast.
2: Just plugging okay. a that's what, well, that's what I wasn't going to do
1: because I am, okay. I'm like very myopically, especially like before the end of the season, when other games actually matter, I sure. have like no idea what the games are, unless it's like a Patriots bills, uh, like a Patriots bucks scenario where everybody's like focused on the one Sunday night game. Like that's like a, I enjoy listening to that podcast because I don't know what the games are that week.
2: Zach, thanks for reading my picks against the spread. Column comes out Thursday mornings. It, it Literally, you know, every yeah. game listed on there. Uh, very easy. Shows up on your athletic app. Uh, and the, the, and I,
3: I want to credit shield too, real quick on, on something. Cause I, it's okay. We don't know because, do because we had the chance this weekend. Let's just we rip watched, each
2: other. This show. No, we, we,
3: we had the chance to watch <laughs> football. Okay. And uh, I was, I, I tuned in live to that CBS post game show. After the Ravens game, when they were all killing Harbaugh, and I said to I, I said to myself, I didn't want to give Shield story ideas, but I said, I hope Shield writes about this, and I'm so happy Shield wrote about it.
1: Thank I'm you. actually really glad you wrote about it, too, Shield, because in the stands, I was
0: thinking, what was he doing?
2: Big I mix. thought
0: the opposite way, and now I I understand. But like in the moment, I was like, great, they're down two scores still. Yeah. So everyone should go check that out. Thank on you. Appreciate Athletic. it. Com.
2: <laughs> uh Bo, the only other issue i had with you Okay, it was great i i suggest everyone go listen to it i mean i always learning about the Eagles. you can tell Bo puts thought into the future of the roster you know roster making decisions all that they got into uh i thought you were off base with your like um the eagles are running laps around the division in terms of uh you know uh, organizational structure yeah, yeah, I think that's I mean, unfair
1: to the Cowboys. I, I, yeah,
2: I would trade, you know, my gosh, have this 100%. Cowboys roster is unbelievable. And, Jerry, you know, Jerry Jones obviously is, uh, you know, is a joker or whatever you want to call him. But, like, he's been... I don't want to say hands off
1: because he still, you know, does the seventeen I think interviews. This is totally fair. Oh, I, I think you're maybe overstating but, my overstatingness of it. But, oh, but I think I don't it's know fair. about
2: that. I mean, I thought you you leaned in strong there. Uh, so I, I think if you look at their, you know, their a lot of their decisions now, the Zeke stuff notwithstanding that that obviously they have drafted uh, extremely well it's a blemish but my gosh yeah they've really loaded that roster they've been aggressive uh in spots so they've made their mistakes they're not perfect with the stuff that we like to talk about on this show like for instance Dak Prescott's contract you know that was not the they cost themselves money there uh probably in the end but I just think if you look at sort of um Their process in terms of scouting talent, identifying players. Uh, I would think most Eagles fans, maybe I'm wrong, would do a nice uh, clean swap of front offices with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. Maybe I could be
1: wrong. I think it's more that, like, the everything that goes into playing for that team and, like, the, the way that that organization is run, like, Jerry maybe hands off with the scouting and some of the roster decisions, but, like, it's still very much a uh, a place that invites drama uh, to some extent, I think that's okay. That's fine. I'd not yeah, I still think that like Eagles the, have some drama. I think if, if you, you could draft which division season. you wanted to play in, the NFC East would be the first or second pick by any by any organization.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, I the think the Shields point.
1: Are, uh, I still think that is a big advantage for them, which is which is what my point was.
2: Yeah, the other two teams, I have no issue with. It was just uh, I would not put the Cowboys in the same bucket as that's Washington fair. and the Giants. Zebra. Yeah, I,
3: I think the way the Cowboys have have drafted in these past you know three to five years uh, it
1: has has been great, right? Like like they've hit on so many picks. And by and and part of that is by they have drafted by consensus, like you know, not panicking. Okay. We have, we have plenty of wide receivers, but CD lamb fell to us. Let's take it. Yeah. That's fine. They've also
2: gotten a little bit lucky, which is always part sure. of it. You know, they, by all accounts, they wanted a corner. Uh, they wanted Connor cook. And instead. as Zach
1: wrote about today, like the Micah Parsons thing is not exactly like they don't, they don't deserve a hundred percent of the credit here. It's like they didn't draft him as a defensive end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was actually thinking about
2: this. If you think of the Eagles roster, is there any area of the Eagles roster you would take over the Cowboys roster right now? I mean, offensive line, uh, you could make that case, but it's not like the Cowboys have a bad offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, quarterback, all go to the Cowboys uh, tight, tight end Eagles Mm -hmm. Uh, D line now goes to the Cowboys. I mean, Demarcus yeah. Lawrence and Micah Parsons for like the next three years. I think years. Olan
1: is the only answer that that is the only one that's arguable. Uh, yeah, if you, you don't separate out tight end, obviously.
2: Corner secondary goes to them too. So if you look at it that way, but all right, yeah, we could. We'll I do we had a stack
1: here. show where 17 minutes and we haven't <laughs> no, touched on anything. No, Bo
3: mentioned that, the uh, the piece I I wrote today, um, and I just want to say because I I have heard and I've I, I've read on Twitter a lot of this Micah Parsons versus Devonte Smith talk and look, it's, it's People worthwhile kicker. It's worthwhile discussion, especially because Parsons looks like just an outstanding edge rusher. But what would the reaction have been if the Eagles passed on Devonte Smith to take, uh, a, a linebacker who did not play college football last year, right? Like, like Devonte Smith, uh, Reigning Heisman Trophy winner, prolific production, position of need, and after 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 the Eagles took Rager over Justin Jefferson after missing on Andre Dillard or at least wait and see on Andre Dillard, like that, yeah, I I think, I think they they needed to at minimum get like a double, you know, uh they they couldn't strike out on this pick this year. Yeah, yeah, I mean I
2: I, I think that's right. Uh, you know you, you can probably point. Um, the finger at the school that, you know, still hasn't reached out to one of its, um, you know, friendly alum.
1: Alumnus. But you were very excited about in the interim uh, since the last pod. Uh What was that? Yes, yeah.
2: I mean, the pre yeah they're they're on a good track with their president. But you know, as far as the uh, football and journalism program, no one's reached out. You know, I don't know what were they doing with Micah Parsons. Uh, Why why are these why are players getting better in the NFL that go to that school than they were in college? I mean, Owe is already better this year with the Ravens than he was at Penn State. Micah Parsons looks like a top five defensive player uh, in the NFL already. You know, Brett uh, Brackett. Quarterback, you're bringing back for like the ninth year or whatever it is, you know, your coach who's, what is he, wins, he goes seven and five every year and is leveraging you uh, for uh, mm-hmm. a better contract. I mean, I don't know why I would want to be excited um, about, you know, either the, you know, the program there. But anyway, all right, we can move on.
1: All right. Well, uh, there is plenty to get to. And so, uh, in order to pivot us back to uh, what is newsworthy, why don't we send it on over? To the Stone Cold Newsman for the latest on the birds, even though we haven't talked to most of these guys in a week, there's still a few nuggets of news.
3: The Philadelphia Eagles will race out of their bye week faster than that reporter did behind John Clark. They wow. return to the Novacare Complex on Wednesday. They will have a walkthrough, not a full practice, but it'll be a Full day at work. However, they will be without wide receiver Quez Watkins and practice squad running back Jason Huntley. Both are on the COVID-19 reserve list. So monitor that. That Obviously, Quez Watkins a starting wide receiver. That's important. We will find out more about the health of Jalen Hurts, and we should have an update on Brandon Brooks. That will be the big injury to monitor on Wednesday. Also, during the bye, this is a small nugget, but the Eagles uh, – gave LaRaven Clark a contract extension, brought him to the 53-man roster, waving Mac McCain, who returned to the Poor practice guy. squad this week. So that's the extent of the news. And I, I would say for an Eagles news update too, the results of the games this past weekend uh, were very relevant. Obviously, we, I assume we all watched or saw highlights of the Dallas-Washington game. And you saw Washington... Lose uh, Taylor Heineke. They, uh, they had Terry McLaurin left the game. They have a number of players on the COVID-19 reserve list, including standout defensive lineman Jonathan Allen. So a lot going on going into this weekend. Uh, the other results for the Eagles, not ideal. That Minnesota wins Thursday. San Francisco wins in overtime. Uh, I will give a shout out to loyal listener Dennis, who gives you all the playoff scenarios you need. If you go to his Twitter account, and, uh, but the Eagles are very much in the thick of this six and seven Eagles versus six and seven Washington on Sunday.
2: Now, what are the, we're, we're seeing, you know, uh, outbreaks all over the place, place with teams. It's the biggest story, mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL this week, Zebra, if somebody like quiz Watkins is placed on the, uh, COVID list, does that, what does that mean for it? The, the possibility or, uh, you know, of him playing in that week's game. Can you can you give sure. us a little refresher?
3: Yeah, it, it depends on the player's vaccination status. So if the player is unvaccinated, then they will certainly miss the game because then they're out for a period of, uh, I wish I had it in front of in me, 10, 10 days, days, I, I think, believe. Yeah. Yes. Um, if not, then it's a matter of producing uh, two negative tests and being symptom-free 24 hours apart. Uh, so for a little precedent here, if, if, if you remember Zach Ertz, um, he tested positive earlier this year and was, and uh, in, in, if, if you can help me out here, Bo, he said he had a very low viral count because like the next day he tested negative. But so he tested positive one day, then tested negative the next day. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, that does that sound right. Talking? And it was also, yeah. it was also, uh, he he alerted us to what it sounded like. They don't test on Sundays, which I, I think they may have changed now. But like okay. the way that he described it was like it was Saturday to Monday or something like that, where things changed. And it was like they well they just don't test on Sunday because they don't want to find anything. But I don't.
3: yeah, but uh, so the 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 in Quez Watkins's case, if he is vaccinated, he would need to produce uh, two negative tests 24 hours apart in order to play and be symptom free. But like Sheil said, this is rampant around the NFL. I, I believe Adam Schefter have reported seventy-five players are now on the COVID-19 reserve list. You you've seen Cleveland Browns, obviously. We have we have Marissa in the top left corner here, uh, or top, right, top, no, right, top I right. I don't.
1: I don't want to go into this until we get to Sunday. I, oh,
3: but we, we have, uh, you know. Uh Washington is is loaded the Los Angeles. Yeah, Washington's
2: brand. getting crushed by I mean, yep. you know, just to push it towards this week's game. Washington, uh so are our local crushed cares. by it right now. Well, okay.
3: Not to
1: just Jeez. saying, you know, <laughs> things are things are getting crazy, people.
3: All right. Hope yeah. everyone stays safe out there, right? Mm. Holidays coming up.
1: Uh, all right, Zach. Why don't you uh, Why don't you lead us into uh, into these these final four games for the sure. Eagles? The the scenarios. It seems like uh, not to not to step on your toes here. But if they if they go four and zero, they need a Vikings loss basically. And the Vikings have two two games that would seem like they should lose one of those against the Rams and Packers. If they go three and one, they're going to need two Vikings losses. It gets a little bit more dicey. But I don't know how you uh, how you plan to take us around here. Well,
3: no, I appreciate you setting us up there because I, I was actually just going to ask, ask you guys what you think these next four games will bear for the Eagles and if you have a prediction for the Eagles. But you did a good job setting it up in that there are the, – the, the six and seven teams are the Eagles, Washington, the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Saints. Okay, The Vikings are really the team you have to watch out for here. And I say that because the Eagles – if the season ended today, Washington would be in the postseason. That said, the Eagles play two games against Washington. So, if the Eagles are going to make the postseason, they'll have a chance to beat Washington. Um, they they have the advantage over the Saints. They have the advantage over uh, over the Panthers. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not the, or Panthers, the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, yeah, the, the Falcons. I, I I would say it's hard for them to catch up to San Francisco. San Francisco would need to. Yeah that lose. loss on
1: Sunday yeah. that, that that Bengals game was 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 big. Exactly.
3: So I would focus on the 6 and 7 teams and focus on the 7 seed if you're the Eagles.
2: I can give you some uh, some some numbers here that may be uh, of of interest. So, yeah, so the 49ers are 7 and 6 and they have the second easiest remaining schedule in the NFL in terms of DVO. Yeah, it's
1: funny like every schedule every team schedule is like so conference or so division loaded. Uh, like this is all you get down the stretch. And the Niners play like the Texans. Titans, the Texans, Falcons. some other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like yeah, they only have one. one division game. Yeah. It's funny. Now that's weird. The flip side to that is it sort of explains why they're only seven and six because they're yes. one in four within the, within the division, the games they've already played. But it's funny yeah. that that's, they're like the one team that doesn't have their schedule loaded that way. Uh,
2: Washington has faced the toughest schedule in the NFL so far. And they have the fifth toughest remaining schedule. Of course, they have two games against the Eagles, who are what 15th, I believe, in in DVOA. That's correct. Uh, going into this weekend, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they are six and seven. They have two games against the Bears, and I think you just mentioned this: the Rams uh, and the Packers.
1: Which one of those on the at, road? Packers is
2: road uh, at the Packers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the Eagles, I, I was doing some different, uh, scenarios on, on 538. You can, you can choose, you know, win, win, loss, loss, whatever. And then it gives you the, the percentage that they would make the playoffs. So, uh, if the Eagles, uh, well, I guess I can just answer your question, Zach, where it was your question. How do you think the final four games are going to play out? Correct. Okay. So my prediction is that they, uh, split with. The Washington football team, I'm undecided on uh, which game I'm going to give them into, you know so okay. we'll, do our, we'll do our predictions for this weekend uh, later in the week, but I think they split with Washington football team. I think they beat the Giants, and I think they lose to Dallas. So in that scenario, they would be tough. eight and nine, they would have a seven percent chance. Of getting in the playoffs. So, you know, not impossible, but most likely not happening if you split with Washington and win one of the other two games. Now, if they go three and one and they win the next three and just lose the final game to the Cowboys, 74% chance of getting into the
1: postseason. So, like, if you basically can sweep, all you need, sweep Washington if, is huge. Sweep Washington is huge. Yes. They would still need, I th- think they would still need two Vikings losses. Okay, uh, or like they, one of the other uh, uh, like longer scenarios, but
2: if they go three and one, but one of the wins is against the Cowboys, so lose one of the next three, beat the Cowboys, sixty-six percent chance mm. of getting in. So uh, you know, three and one, you're it's not a lock, it's not a given, but you're more likely than not, uh, based on these scenarios, to get in. Two and two. I mean, you you would really you're probably on the outside looking in. There.
1: Now, Dennis, I think has made the point that um, you know there are people who uh, the, the the prevailing notion right now is that uh, the, the, if the Cowboys lock things up, they'll you know it's good for the Eagles because they'll rest their starters in in Week 18, but they're uh, almost guaranteed to be in a scenario where they will be able to improve their seed. To like a, an important degree, potentially. So it's it's not that's not a definite, um, but maybe not maybe not enough to get the one seed. So who knows who knows how they handle those things. If the question to me is how I think they're gonna how I think they're gonna the, gonna close, I think they're gonna go three and one. Um, mm. but I don't I don't know if that's gonna be enough. I don't know if they're gonna get both Vikings losses. I think I think if you put water gun to my head right now, I would say they missed the playoffs at 9 and 8. Wow. Okay.
2: So you would be going on sort of the uh 34% side of that. I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh I don't know. I think you definitely could get two Vikings losses. I mean, the Vikings sure. uh you know, every game they play is decided by one possession. Every game Basically, you got the Rams, you got at the Packers. I mean, they could even lose one of those Bears games. The Bears are not a good team, but that's like the type of game that the Vikings uh, could definitely blow. Especially, they've got two
1: of those. So that, mm, I don't would know. Not I mean, surprise me. I know Tracers in in the uh, in the comments talking about Nancy Reagan. I think we want to stay away from that.
2: <laughs> no idea. I, I, I don't okay.
3: understand the reference.
1: <laughs> okay. All I'm right, Zach,
2: sorry. what's your prediction? I don't know. <laughs> so
3: do yeah, so I think that they, uh, similar to Shio, I, I think they they split against Washington. I think they win this one and they lose down in, in, in Washington. I think they beat the Giants, okay? And then it comes down, I, I think they'll be in a winning in situation mm. in week 18. And th- at that point, it depends if what the Cowboys have to play for. Uh, there's, there's the chance the Cowboys might want to manipulate the the matchup you, you you see that in the NBA sometimes right they, they in they could say they'll rest their players but really they're trying to either avoid a team or get a team something like that so pay attention to what could what could happen there but uh why are we so thinking- I
1: mean not you guys are this is not you're not guaranteeing this but well like why is it such a stretch to see that they could just beat Washington twice like are you guys impressed with oh Washington? no they could
3: no they could it's not a
0: stretch okay yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think they could be 3-0 and
1: okay. going
3: into that game. Uh, and if they're 3-0 and going into that game, then you know I, I think they're in the playoffs. But going into the uh, the Dallas game, all things being equal, I would pick Dallas to win. I think Dallas is the better team, like we discussed. Sure. Only, they're across the board. I, I would pick Dallas. But if they're resting players or if they have motivation other than trying to win the game, then I think the Eagles win, and I think the Eagles would be in the playoffs going – to one of the bays either tampa bay or green bay
1: mm-hmm. well we know what you're going for
3: tampa bay definitely i don't think that's uh, a, that's that's a controversial
2: oh uh, come
3: on i do
2: Chabot was oh, off
3: game at lambo
2: yeah awesome, the pageantry
1: man. what are we doing love Which that is. stadium
2: yeah i love that on. stadium too but uh maybe aaron Rodgers' last hope game as a green bay packer come on z it's right down yeah. your alley it's, it's be telling it's, your grandkids yeah. about that true
3: Sure. Look, I, mean, I, if I wouldn't complain about flight. going to Green Bay. If, uh, Okay, yeah, I your reference. I thought if Aaron Rodgers makes it to the plate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a scenario that even if the Cowboys have something to play for in Week 18, if it's not the one seed, you know, if you watch their game last week against Washington and you see how Dak Prescott is moving around or not moving around well, uh, I should say, and their offensive performance since he came back, has not been good. I mean, it is night and day compared to what they were earlier in this early in the season. It would not shock me at all if they said, you know what, this week of rest is more important than maybe moving up uh, one seed here in the playoff picture. So that, that's something to keep in mind. And well. not to
1: get not to get too like ahead of ourselves for this week's game, but I'm like, I'm very curious to see what the Eagles look like this week because, you know, having covered Andy Reid's teams, like the assumption is like, they're going to be much better after the buy. But like the most disappointing game of this Eagles season to me was when they were coming off the mini uh, buy that Raiders game. And it was like, Oh, like we we had a chance to look at some things and make some adjustments. And they came out in like the worst way. It was like their worst half of the year on both sides of the ball. It was terrible. So um, I would certainly like to see a better result this time.
2: Yeah, I don't see, you know, huge changes or adjustments. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a week 14 bye. You know, are it, you really going to like, be... You, you got these they guys, already had these that in the middle of the like season. They, bodies totally are changed, yeah, they totally changed right. what they were in the middle of the season. So what else is there to really do? You know, maybe defensively, you say, all right, let's settle on uh, some of these things. But offensively, I think we pretty much know what they're going to be. As for this weekend, the Eagles are four and a half point
1: favorites. Which I think, I think had gone all the way down to like two uh, before last week. So moved, moved based on uh, what Washington did last weekend and some of their injuries. So, all right. All right. Well, why don't we take a little break and come back on the other side and talk about the man who, uh, who shall not be mentioned, except he will be. We're going to talk a little Carson Wentz one year after he was benched in favor of Jalen Hurts.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: Back on Birds with Friends. Incredibly impressive restraint from Zach, not to say family when uh, going through (laughs) that artifact ad. Uh, But we are back and we are here to talk about- Wait, did you see
3: the commitment video, by the way?
2: That That like like 360
1: thing, yes, yeah, Yeah. I saw it. I mean, mean, but someone was pointing
2: out, Bo, you used a different voice in the athletic football show than you use here, so maybe you know you and Brian Kelly are one interesting.
1: I wouldn't, I don't think it was a different voice, I think it was just like a different uh cadence, Cadence. yeah. I don't know, maybe not. It's the national voice, Omaha. No, I'm not. Uh, 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 too esoteric for national what are we doing um okay well speaking of national we have a national reporter here to help guide or to guide our discussion of the quarterback of uh, of a different team so uh, take us away shield yeah, I didn't know what direction we wanted to go in here. I think we first
2: brought it up before the season, and we said, "All right, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it." And we never got to it. I guess it's sort of a Carson Wentz closure, or Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, we don't have a previous game to talk about, so let's get it. I mean, the part I'm I think this was a very complex relationship uh, between Carson Wentz and Eagles fans, and that is the part that interests me the most. So let me I'll throw the question out to you guys: If I asked you uh, how would you describe Carson Wentz's relationship with the fans when he was here as the quarterback, compared to you know what his relationship is with the fans uh, at this point, given all that's transpired and him being uh, in Indianapolis? How how would you answer that question?
1: If you have you're the one who who wrote a I book can, on yeah. I would say the most uh, uh, important like. Fracture in that—not fracture, but the most important uh, variable in that relationship. Well, that's a good point. You know, I
3: I do think the Foles dynamic exists for some fans, but I, I think overall the the last impression can often be a lasting impression. And ooh, that's it's a good similar one. you pull that out of thin well, air? <laughs> I I mean, I I think I've, I've probably heard that before. That's a good uh, that's, one. But every week, you no, know, it's. Season. It's similar to <laughs> it's similar to what you're seeing, uh, with with Ben Simmons right now. In that, I feel like this fan base excuses a lot. They take it personally when you don't want to be there anymore, and the notion that sure it ran its course, it, it that's like that. I don't think that flew with Eagles fans. I think it, it be one on thing. It'd be one thing if the team. Tr- just, just flat out traded him. But the fact that Wentz tried to get out of here, w- with the context that the organ and, and we discussed this when they traded him, like they tr- they tried to do everything to keep him happy. Uh, and so I I think that the that that the way it ended was I I hate categorizing like all fans together or, or lumping Philadelphia fans in the one because. It's a collection of individuals, right? It, it, I'm no different than. It bothers me when when the media is all, all all lumped into one. But uh, if if I can generalize here, I I think there's a, I think Philadelphia's issue with Carson Wentz is not the way he played, or not even the way it ended, but the fact that he didn't want to be here, and I think that offended their sensibilities.
1: Do you think not to not to like? Play two armchair uh, psychologists, but do you think that Carson Wentz would have wanted out and would have pulled that emergency switch if either he had won the Super Bowl in 2017 or Nick Foles had not won the Super Bowl? Say they say they lose in the Super Bowl, and he doesn't have that hanging over him for his entire uh, you know career after that. You, do, do you think that that was a, a major factor? I do.
2: No, I think if they lost the Super Bowl that year, uh, I think last year would have still played out the same.
1: You think it would have played out the same? Yeah. Okay. Now, if
2: if they uh, if he won the Super Bowl, that's where I think then it's story. different. Then it's then it's different. Um, so my take on that sorry, Bo, did you did you want to answer that question? No, no, I
1: just think I I think that has always been a part of the dynamic with the fan base. Like it's it, it was always an awkward thing for him to know that. You know, as much as he was responsible for that success in 2017, um, you know, the portions of the fan base, portions of the locker room, thought that he shouldn't be the quarterback. Um, I think he was carrying that. And as much as the organization So you're saying
2: eight 2018 forward, you're saying.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, and as much as the organization internally tried to sort of overcorrect for that, you know, from all the stuff we've heard about Howie Roseman and, you know, the fat head in his office and and stuff like that. Um, I think that was always a factor, but I, like, I I just, on the one hand, I am all for player agency in like a hundred percent. If he didn't want to be here and he had the means to force his way out, that's fine. Like he, you know, NFL players should be able to do that Uh, at the same point. Like, what what i find um if i was a fan what i find like even worse than him f- wanting to quit philadelphia and force his way out is his own lack of accountability on the way he played last season he was so bad last year and for him to pout as if like he was benched for no reason um and like to never speak about it i think i think that has like that has been the lasting impression to me that that he was never willing to own the fact that he was really, really bad last year.
2: I think that's right. I think I think the two things. Uh, you, you, I, I think what you said, Bo, I agree with. And Zach, what you said about uh, you know I, I, it's probably every city, but I, you know especially in Philadelphia, for a person if for an athlete to not want to play in Philadelphia anymore, that that is going to be the lasting impression. Uh, I think this was a very unique situation. This this to me. Was sort of like a a scorned lover type relationship with the fans and Carson Wentz. I mean, which you've been through many
1: times, of course.
2: uh, I remember, you know, (laughs) when we came back in 2017. I I mean, the fan investment in this guy really, you know, I I don't want to say unparalleled because it it happens when you when you invest a top draft pick in a quarterback, or it could be uh, an NBA player, um, but specifically trading up. To get the guy, that's how it starts. And then there's a, all this, talk, well, was it the smart thing to do, you know, to give up that many picks for a guy who played uh, that level in college? I don't know if that was the right move or not. And that's sort of the outside voices. And so internally, you start defending the guy. Then there's, you know, Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott. So now all of a sudden, you have this natural rivalry. That was a huge discussion uh, that year. And so you're jumping through who Boy, was I def- wrong about that? jumping through hoops to defend your guy against the Cowboys quarterback. I mean, it just felt natural. You have so much um, invested in him. And then he delivers that season in 2017 and everything feels great. We were right. You were wrong. You're clowning on everybody, anybody who who said the trade was bad. You're clowning on anybody who said that uh, Dak Prescott was the better quarterback and everything feels right. You were right. They were wrong. And then what happens after that? And all of a sudden, 2018, all right, it's not, it's not really going uh, as well with this guy. 2019, it's not going as well with this guy. But you've had so much invested. in. so I would say in that period, 2018 and 2019, I don't think in my lifetime, I've heard more excuses made. For a quarterback. I mean, we can probably go back and listen to our podcast discussions. It was the lack of receiver talent. It was the front office making all these mistakes. It was the coaching staff not putting him in position to succeed. And, you know, some of that, maybe a lot of it, had merit, but those were not the excuses I remember being made for, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb when he was playing poorly uh, in some of those years. Certainly the wide receiver thing, that was apt to Donovan McNabb, uh, which everyone was screaming about, and it was totally relevant. But every other quarterback I remember, I mean, it was everybody – but Carson Wentz's fault, and so I think the fan base had so much invested in him that they were not willing to look at it and say, "Well, maybe he, you know, there was some flukiness to that 2017 season. Maybe that was the outlier. Maybe he's never going to be that guy anymore. Maybe he's, you know, uh, the injury history, the fumbles, the lack of accuracy, the you know, the relationship or non relationship with some of his teammates, the leadership skills, but the the ability to play in Philadelphia. Maybe all those things." Our issues like that was, you know, if you spoke about those and we did speak about those in 2018 and 2019, that was not the majority take that he deserved criticism for a lot of those things. The more popular take was that everything around him is failing Carson Wentz. And so then it all comes crashing down all of a sudden. And now you're in a situation where. It has moved from that you were fully invested in this guy. This was your guy. You thought you were going to be able to watch him for the next 8 to 10 years. You were going to be in the mix every season, kind of like the McNabb era, and that wasn't the case. Then he doesn't want to be there, and now he's gone. And so now I think that's why there is, I don't know, it's sports hate. I don't know that it's real hate, but now I feel like that's why the venom towards him is so strong with the way everything uh, played out so i think it's different than ben simmons because i don't think that the majority of the fan base was ever that invested and that like all in with defending ben simmons i I don't think they gave him a raw deal or anything like that you're rooting for the guy it's like all right maybe this offseason he'll improve his game he'll he'll learn how to shoot and he'll come back next year like everybody was rooting for that but there wasn't as much investment in him as there was for Carson Wentz. So I do wonder like when he, you know, I, I hate the whole, you know, will the guy get booed or not get booed, but I don't know when they would, e- he would even come back to Philadelphia. Long for time. A it's in Indianapolis next year. Okay. Game. All right. Yeah. So it'll, it'll uh, be a while, but at some point there's going to be the Super Bowl team is going to uh, get recognized. And what, you know, I, I think in those situations, it'll probably be warmer, but if it's a situation where he's coming in uh, with an opposing team as their quarterback, uh, yeah, I think if he were coming anytime he soon, would, yeah, it would be bad. You yeah. know, he would not be greeted warmly. And it's crazy because like step back and look at it. It's the best season. If you are an Eagles fan, really of any age right now, it may be the best. It's probably going to be the best season of your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Who knows what the next however many years, uh, but it was still the first one. So even if, let's say they win a Super Bowl, you know, who knows? And for, well, the, for
1: the reasons that we've talked about, that it was like it was yes. so out of out nowhere. Of nowhere. It yes. was Yeah. There, nothing will ever compare to that.
2: So the first third, 13 weeks, right? of that season. Mm-hmm. He's the starter yes, 13 and yep. 14. 13 he got hurt week, week 14. He got hurt week okay. 14. So, first, so the yeah. first 13 weeks of the season, he was the starting quarterback of that team that you love, that you probably have memorabilia around your house, that you have memories with your friends that Hopefully, you still talk book. about. You have the book, everything. And so uh it, it, it is It's sort of a, it's a strange uh, complicated. I kind of agree. Rich Bobby's saying that Wentz might not come back for the Super Bowl reunions. He may, very well might be yeah. right about that. When I was just saying it, um, I was kind of thinking that, you know, I don't know if you will. So the quarterback who started 13 weeks of your Super Bowl season, I feel like I mean, think was. about how weird that is, might not come back to celebrate uh, that season. He was not the guy who finished it. So that was my, I mean, that's my big take on the, uh, on sort of, you know, that that's the part of the
3: Wentz situation that's most inter- interesting to me. I just i i look at the Hertz pick as so revealing on both sides. First off, in the Eagles misevaluating the situation, as far as like from their perspective, they were like, "How could Carson be offended by this? Or how could this affect Carson?" We gave him a hundred plus million dollar contract. We traded the suit, or didn't trade. We we didn't go with the Super Bowl MVP. We've we've done everything that he's that he's wanted. They didn't trade him out of the, the kindness way. of their hearts. Yeah. yeah, no, but 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 like the they from 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 their perspective, and I I, I think how he said this when they drafted him, like they they thought they showed Carson with their actions what they thought of Carson, right? How could Carson be offended by this? Like I I don't think they foresaw the outcome, and then from Carson's perspective, to actually be affected by it, whereas. You saw Aaron Rodgers last year; like, he clearly wasn't happy, and and he goes on and has an MVP performance, it like like has an MVP year. I mean, uh, there are countless examples of players who feel miffed, and the way they channel it is by is by sticking it to the organization by 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 playing great, right? And uh, for for Carson, it went the other way. So I I, I think it revealed the, the, uh, I, I, I guess how the Eagles misread the situation a, and also how Carson maybe didn't have what they thought he had either.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I am fascinated by what Shield thinks of his level of play this year. I mean, you know, I have seen bits and pieces. Um, it's funny to me to look at like their efficiency that, uh, you know, he leaves, They're first in rushing DVOA. The Eagles are third in rushing DVOA, and meanwhile, they're 18th in passing. The Eagles are 14th. It's like it's funny that they have both gone in that direction, um, and I feel like he gets less credit for that than Jalen Hurts should. Uh, I mean, obviously, but uh, you know, what have you what have you seen from him? Like. It, in terms of Eagles seasons, who does yeah. he look most like? You know, like- uh,
2: I yeah, I I think I think that's a great way to put it, and that's exactly what I was going to say anyway. I mean, he, he's a version of the 2018 2019 Carson Wentz in in my opinion. I mean, statistically. Uh, he is 12th in EPA per play, 16th in DVOA, 6th in QBR. I mean, I don't know how he's 6th in QBR. Uh, if you watch game. It's those an indictment games, of the statistic. It's an indictment, yes, yes. Um, and so I would say he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. They do not ask Carson Wentz to win games. I mean, it sort of goes back to the article we wrote in the spring and the conversations with uh, Jeffrey Lurie, and Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson after like that Thursday night game against the Packers. Like that's what the Colts are doing every week. It is, it is run the ball. Uh, like you just mentioned, they're first in rushing DVOA. Jonathan Taylor's been the best running back in the NFL. And then it's hey, hey, Carson, go make a go make like a handful of plays and don't turn the ball over. And so he's had some very nice downfield throws that have been uh schemed up. He's scrambled a little bit for uh for first downs, like those are the types of things he is doing. He is not, it's not, hey, Carson, put, you know, put the offense um, on your back and lead us to victory. Now, there have been games where he's had to do a little bit more. And, you know, in, in instances, uh, he has done that. I think the turnovers don't reflect the, I don't know if careless nature that he still plays with, but, yeah. you know, he, he still has these plays every week where you're going, no one's ever going to get through with him grip through to him and convince him to not throw a backhanded. Flip here when a defender has him in the grasp <laughs> outside the pocket. Those plays are still on film; they have not been coached out of him. You look at the numbers: he's thrown 22 touchdowns and five interceptions, so it doesn't seem like it. uh But those and are And he still has there. lost
1: some of that athleticism, right? Like that's fair yes, to say. Yes, yeah. Mike. I mean, he
2: still does like the duck under move, and it worked. It worked like once, and he picked up a first down. But you're going like, shoot, like every time he did that over the last three years, I'm going, he's going to get a neck injury here. Like this looks dangerous. <laughs> this is not going to end well. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he looks, you don't watch him and think he's athletic. I would say he's very, uh, league average in terms of athleticism. They don't do anything with him in the run game. It's quarterback sneak, get a couple scrambles here. If you can, uh, they're coached, they're coached. Well, he does not have a great supporting cast. If you look at the people he's throwing to on a weekly basis, like it's below average. I mean, it's this it's guy, a stud Ash, receiver and Michael Pittman, your boy, Michael Pittman. Uh, but then T How Y Hilton. Uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Ashton Doolin, I think is the guy's name. Who, never like, catches, catch it. He just catches bomb. He catches like one bomb a week from <laughs> Carson West. <laughs> these guys just bring up. So, um, you know, I think Colts fans would probably be like, all right, we kind of like our team this year in that it's, they're fundamentally sound. The defense creates turnovers, they can run the football. But I don't think that if you ask them, Hey, do you trust Wentz in a big spot? And this could come Saturday night against a good, very good Patriots defense. Do you trust him in a spot like that to come through? Uh, I think they would probably say no,
1: which I think brings sorry, Zach brings us to like the important question, which is like, are you better off with, long-term Carson Wentz as your quarterback or the way the Eagles are situated right now and you know it's it's like you said before Shield what was so great about Carson Wentz in 2017 was not only is he playing this unbelievable level but you're thinking as a fan finally we have the quarterback situation solved we don't have that weight that is always looming over our shoulder like when are we going to find the quarterback we can't get it done like we're not going to be consistently good until we we solve that position. We have finally solved that position. And so is it worse to have committed to a guy who, doesn't, who you think you have solved it and it turns out you haven't solved it and you have him on your books now and your, your franchise is committed to this guy who is not the answer? Or is it worse to be where the Eagles are now where they're in a position where they know that they don't have the answer and they're trying to uh, have all these different ways to throw darts and try to try to solve that position
2: i mean that's easy to me i i, I think where they are now is, is I agree. better i mean I, I, agree. I don't yeah i don't think anyone internally seeing how this season has played out would say that shoot we have you know we have regrets about that you're given what they got for him it would have been a different scenario i mean I, I didn't think they were going to get what they got for him and so that was a good job by howie roseman probably his his you know best move uh of the off season was to be able to get for those sure. contingencies in there and now get a first round pick for a guy who was one of the worst starters in the NFL last year. You're selling low, but you, you know, what you got in return, it doesn't look like you're selling low. And so I would much rather be in the situation they're in, they don't have it answered. You're right. That cloud is still over the franchise. Is it going to be hurts Is it going to be somebody else? What are you going to do? There's a big move to be made, but they do have options. They do have uh, resources to make that move. So that to me is uh, is a pretty simple answer.
3: I, nice. I I think it's it's TBD here. It, it, it really Ooh. depends on on how they fill that quarterback spot, right? Like if if they spend the next you know four or five years trying to find it, then you know if 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 you're where Washington is now, I suppose I would rather have Carson. But all things being equal, I I, I would rather have the the draft pick, the cap space, hurts. And the option to add a quarterback, it's just, it's, it's, it's critical to see how they uh, fix that spot. I I am curious. Have you guys seen hard knocks? I, I, I admittedly I'm very behind on it. I saw the first episode, which was Carson heavy, but have you learned anything from Carson from hard knocks?
2: seen the first two. Okay. I think. And, uh, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not uh, the most enticing TV, the scenes with, uh, with Carson I would say uh, DeForest Buckner and uh, Darius Leonard seem like great guys you would want to root for uh, on your team and are obviously great players. So they've stood out to me uh, more. It is funny looking at the coaching staff. I mean, every you know, all the assistants are are from that Eagle Super Bowl. St- Not all, but I mean, there's a Mike Grossi. Uh, they're talking to Press Taylor oh, they go that deep. Uh, before the game, Frank Reich, obviously. And so, you know, speaking of that Super Bowl team and the reunion, the coaches who come back, or the coaches who are in Indianapolis right now, a
1: lot, of, a lot of them. All right, all right. Anything left on this bone? I don't think so. All right, there you go. The the, the long promised Carson Wentz segment. Yeah, I don't,
2: know. I don't think probably didn't live up to expectations. I, don't I think was that was good. a good, yeah, Had some stuff in depth conversation. Yeah.
1: Do you do you have any expectation that he will like be better again? Like like that or this is just who he is forever?
2: No, Tough no. Question, I mean, I, yeah. No, I mean, this is. I don't think the 2017 guy is is coming back. You know, if you were to upgrade his uh, his weapons, I know he just talked about right. that. But All these I mean, excuses. he's if he's played mediocre to slightly above average with this group. If you told me you added, you know, a couple better players next year, and uh, the biggest and he, surprise to me by may far
1: be. of his season is that he's played every game. It's it's crazy, like and
3: almost every yeah. snap too. Yeah. yeah. What's it's, the Eagles' record if he if if, if if they don't trade him, if he's the starting quarterback right now, what's the,
2: don't address? trade him. So he's playing. But they still have missed. Nick Sirianni.
1: Yes.
0: Everything they, else is
1: the
2: same.
3: They, they say Doug was the problem. Good question. Good. I question. think they would
1: be worse. Interesting. Really? Doesn't... Do you I think they would be worse? Because I don't think they have, I don't think the run, run game is as good. And I don't think the passing game is that much better. I, I don't know. I mean, we, you talk about like these, like, the Gardner Minshew offense that we saw against the Jets, Carson Wentz like can't run that offense. He's he's so inaccurate on those e on those those. Well, layouts. I, I, I think the
2: version of Wentz we're seeing now. Okay, i I think it would pro, I I think it would be pretty similar. Their
3: record.
1: Okay, okay.
2: so then yeah. it's
3: a great trade. Then, like by all, if 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 if, if they're it's 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 not a sandy trade.
1: You disagree, Zach? You think they'd be caught? eight don't I mean, I'm I'm
3: deferring to Shield here because I honestly haven't watched much of Carson. The only exposure I've I've, I've really had was that Thursday night Jets game when like right. they looked they looked awesome. The yeah. Colts. Uh, I that mean, I I know that's, that's that not Ravens Carson. game
1: too. I watched. Uh, so that Titans game I saw the end of.
3: Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll defer to Shield here. I mean, I look, I I saw enough of Carson in 2020 to think like. It wasn't gonna work out here.
1: So well, I was talking right. and this 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 leads us into uh the next segment, which is like I don't think that we have given enough credit to the Eagles offense this season for just not being boring. Like after three years of complaining about True. the bog, this is maybe more of a Doug thing than a Carson thing, but after three years of complaining about the exact same offense, it has been nice to see something different. All right. Uh, I mean,
2: there there's you would have a hard time arguing they've done anything but maximize. Well, I, let me take that back because we did have the first part of the season. But if you would, j- if you just said, "Hey, I'm going to show you these rankings, uh, you know, of where the Eagles are going into week 15," I would have said the coaching staff has done a fantastic job this year.
1: All right. Well, that's a good who has the for, go ahead.
3: Who's? Oh, I'm. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Okay. You were.
1: I think we're Organizing taking a break
3: show here. Who's? Uh, real quick. Yeah. Next five years, who is the better career? Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz.
2: Mm. Is Hurts gonna get an opportunity to be a starter for the next five years?
1: I think he should. I'm not convinced that Carson Wentz will still be in the NFL in, in five years. So Zach, I Jalen think about I yeah. think
2: about your draft night take like you know, once a week. I mean, Jalen Hurts in that Pittsburgh Steelers uniform to yes. me mm. would just be so beautiful with mike tomlin you know not that he's not uh, doing well here but you can't just see it in your head absolutely you know and him and tomlin saying let's go they in there really like, did oh, yeah let's just standard is the, the standard exactly yeah, no answers to any questions <laughs> we got our defense like the fan base just loving him um and like not i wouldn't even be a question like here it's a question is hurt's going to be the guy i feel like if he played how he's played here in that Steelers yeah. uniform, it would just be like, "Let's go!" Let, let, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, I think you're right. We're, we're not even thinking about quarterback anymore. Um, it's tough for me because I mean, quarterbacks with not to you know expand this conversation more, but quarterbacks who have hurts current skill set don't get the same chances right. as quarterbacks who have went skill set. And then people look at, well, where were they drafted? And, oh, you know, we can still get that 2017 version. So I'm not convinced that the Eagles are going to stick with Jalen Hurts past this year. And so then is he a backup? And then he's not starting a lot of games, so I don't know. I might say I—I I think I would say you know I—I—I I, I feel like. I think the smart not, money is on Wentz. Yeah, I was not a Wentz guy. You know, I feel like I was criticizing him as early as anybody, but I think my answer to that question would probably, you know, more likely would be Wentz.
1: I—I I don't. I'm not convinced that Carson Wentz ever wants to be a backup. So I'm not so sure that like he lasts beyond three years from now. So I don't yeah, I
3: think I would go with Hertz for the reason Bo mentioned like,
2: but the Colts I mean, aren't
1: moving on from Wentz. Not, 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 next year.
2: I mean, they're a very, they are not an aggressive, like let's blow it up type, especially yeah. with, I mean, Reich and Ballard well, I mean, just got extensions, Reich's relationship with Wentz, and they'll look at this year, even if they don't finish strong, they'll look at it and say, we had what were the eighth in offensive DVOA? I'll say we had a top 10 offense. We'll build around it and go forward. So it would almost have to take a Wentz 2020 performance, in my opinion,
1: which is possible. Okay. <laughs> what, he, yeah. what he did last year, yeah, right. I mean, it takes one. Uh, it's it's a it's a steady organization for the most part, but it takes one bad night for Jim Say to turn that around.
3: I just think the hurts and tangibles are so off the chart that
1: there's always going to be a coach or an
3: organization who is is going to say let's let's have him as our quarterback this year and figure it out. Like he'll be, uh, I I feel like he'll be a bridge quarterback. If he's not the Eagles quarterback Mm. here, he'll be a bridge quarterback for like four teams, you know, just because he has all the
1: intangibles you would want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Quick break and then back on the other side talking, uh, talking head coaches. All right. Back on Birds with Friends. Uh, We don't have to go too long on this segment uh, since we've already gone an hour and 10 almost. But uh, we did want to take a look back at the the hiring cycle that passed. And, uh, you know, I think we were uh, critical of the Eagles for being caught flat footed to some degree, you know, waiting a week for uh, moving on from Doug Peterson before landing on Nick Sirianni. And I think it is instructive to look at the other guys who were hired, and I will uh, quickly take us through that. So, seven guys hired in this last cycle. Uh, and it's very funny because the bottom five teams in DVOA all f- featured on this list. Mm. Uh, so, number 32 in DVOA, a weird one, Arthur Smith, uh, who despite a six and seven record there, 32nd in DVOA, tough to square that. But Arthur Smith, six and seven. Uh, they were projected before the season to have seven and a half wins. Uh, he is obviously an offensive coach. They're 29th in offensive DVOA, so they're they're close to hitting their projection despite the underlying numbers. Um, 31st in DVOA, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. They were projected uh, by Vegas before the season. Their over under was four and a half wins. They are at one and a half wins at one eleven and one. They are. 31st in offensive DVOA, 30, 31st in defensive DVOA. Uh, 30th overall, David Cully and the 2-11 Houston Texans who were projected before the season to win three and a half games. That is a difference of one and a half. Uh, they are 32nd in offensive DVOA. Cully, uh, an offensive head coach. 29th in DVOA, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 2-11. Their over-under was six and a half. They are four and a half off of that pace, uh, which is the worst of all these coaches, 28th in offensive DVOA, 29th in defensive DVOA. I did go back to listen to our podcast about uh, after the Urban Meyer hiring because I was hoping, I was hoping to catch Zach flat-footed uh, because I remembered him as being the, like very pro-urban. And he was certainly more pro-urban than both Sheila and I, but his his argument was more about like the splash and the uh like the name value and less about him being as you know, he was we did sort of paint him into a corner, but it wasn't bad enough that I like felt the need to send it to Marissa to get it. Oh god, because that would have been a bad take. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty bad take. Yeah. <laughs> like you were you were you were uh defending him as a program builder. To be fair, we were Uh, like Sheila and I were focused a little more on the scumbag and less on how bad of a coach he would be. Um, And you were just defending that he has been a good program builder. I mean, not the case this time, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't egregious Um, 28th in DDOA Robert Sala and the three and 10 New York jets. Uh, They had a over under at five and a half. So two and a half wins off that pace. Then you go to Nick Sirianni and the six and seven Eagles who uh, were projected to win just six and a half games before the season. Uh, Ninth in offensive DVOA, as Sheil said, it it, it does feel like they have uh, squeezed as much juice out of what they have as possible on offense. And that is the best number uh, in terms of like relative to their preseason win expectation. Now at 11th in DVOA, you have Brandon Staley and the Los Angeles Chargers who are projected to win nine and a half games. Um, And obviously they have. A great quarterback, unlike every other team on that list. I, I guess I wonder if, as you look at that, like, would you, w- these things change every year, but would would you say now, knowing what we know now, that Sirianni is the second best hire of that group? Would you, would you argue that he could be in conversation to be better than Brandon Staley?
2: Yeah, I think, I think those would be the top two. I, I think you could go with uh, either one of them. I mean, you could, you could give Sirianni an edge by saying, uh, he's doing this with Jalen Hurts, not yeah. Justin Herbert. I mean, honestly, uh, I could go coach the Chargers with Justin Herbert. We would finish above. I would just hire a good staff. Uh, I would call the media members by their names. I would give them lunch. Uh, you know, every time they come to the facility, and uh, I would do just fine in that role with with Justin Herbert. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that difficult. So, like, I I met a um, I want more information. On uh, on Brandon Brandon Staley before you know saying that he's the re- I mean their defense has not been good uh, for much of the season and so you can make the case that hey the most important thing or the most valuable thing for a head coach is to find a way to do more with less offensively because that's what's really going to end up mattering. And man, if you get him some talent, uh, it could be really good. So I think you could make the case for uh Sirianni there, or or you could say, you know, well, you Staley's doing a good job with what he's had so far. Uh he, some of his press conference clips go viral. He's he's pro analytics, uh, all these different
3: things and and make the case for him uh as well. Yeah, it's so I mean clearly I, I will say I was wrong in Urban, right? And I should have known because I, uh, my, uh,
1: I'm not making I, this a, you have to defend urban thing. This no, is no, no, uh,
3: I will defer to shield. I, I, I will defer to shield on, on the, on the rules for hiring a new coach. Cause I, I, I do I have like to that, say that, like that the, the is.
1: increasingly to see someone look more and more dead, like in his <laughs> eyes every week is a treat. But, uh,
3: but it, my main role is, is hire the person, yeah. not the resume. Right. And and so I am uh I'm wrong there in that clearly there was there's something
1: wrong with with that situation. <laughs> oh I um, thought you were gonna say something wrong with Urban Meyer, which was no, I mean, <laughs> it's also I, true. Which is also true. I don't true. know,
3: but I, I frame that as 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 a way of saying I've been really impressed with Sirianni. and and again I'm closer to the situation here then I, I, I then these other coaches so it's it's hard for me to ascertain how Robert Sala is doing with the Jets for instance or oh, although I, I think Arthur Smith's done a good job navigating a really weird situation in Atlanta like I I saw them the other day they have no talent on offense except Cordero Patterson and um and what about he, their generational tight end which generation, right?
1: Uh,
3: Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was thinking of Hayden Hurst. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Kyle. Yeah. You don't think of him
1: as a tight end. Uh, Yeah. He's an offensive weapon. No,
3: that is true. That is true. I take that back. Kyle Pitts is outstanding. And Matt Ryan's a really good good player too, but no. So what I was saying about Sirianni is, is he's really impressed me how he's evolved this year, how he's, how he's made adjustments. And I think he's, he's done a good job keeping that locker room, uh, A, motivated and, and, and B, behind him. So that's a big part of being a head coach is how do you navigate those situations? And uh, I, I give him a lot of credit there.
2: Don't be a miserable disaster is the first, you know, the, the Urban the new, Myers That's the
1: new number one?
3: The Matt
2: Patricias. I mean, that's what you want about to fly avoid. fly home
1: on the team plane? Yes. Yeah, that's the prerequisite, yeah. right? Keep the public diddling to a, to a minimum.
2: Well, what about the thing where, what was he, he was asked about a guy, Andre it Yeah, Andre Sisco. Yeah, tell me, what was so it?
1: Syracuse guy.
3: Yeah, Syracuse guy. He was asked, are they going to play Andre Cisco more? And he said, yeah, you know, I, I believe his, his playing time went up this game or something along those lines. Took zero snaps
1: so i mean i i I'm not <laughs> so sure he on. could name the starting offensive line like on the team
2: he doesn't know that the the media will tell him stuff in press conferences that he'll like be surprised or like a game that just happened. I mean, you know, I know I'm sure it's a for listen for me, it would be a total blur. I would have no idea what they're talking about if I had to do it, but usually you had coaches have a better memory, so he's a disaster uh the bar in Detroit and with the jets is so low that and
3: the, you know they've
1: like people up. are still
3: excited about both guys, right? Marissa, what's the feeling about Robert Sala in, in New York?
1: Um, I think Bobby I think Sala Sala it's more on Zach Wilson right now yeah, than right. Robert Sala. Like, I think that everyone's not really focused on Sala because they're more like, "Uh, we just wasted a second round or <laughs> second overall pick <laughs> yeah, on, point, yeah. yeah, this." So, uh, and then and then like, that makes yeah. it more of a Joe Douglas thing. Yes. Like Salah yes. is is skating as the third most yes. scrutinized person of that triumvirate, right?
2: Definitely. Definitely. Even though they do have the worst defense in the NFL. Right. Their, def- their defensive talent yeah. is terrible. They've also had bad luck. I mean, some of their best, some of their players, they were counting on Carl Lawson, Mekhi Becton. Those were on a team that has like no, you know, maybe three blue chip players and two of them go down uh, with an injury. So um, we'll see on Salah. Uh, but but certainly I don't I don't think anyone would say you Campbell like people like
1: like Campbell's people like
2: people like a Campbell because he I think I think that's exactly you know I think it's Zach's then the authenticity thing like he is who he is you know like I don't know that he's ever going to be a good coach he probably will not be but he is who he is he doesn't seem like a jerk players seem to like him Uh, they play hard having said that like that's fine for the first year that gets really old if you're you know, two and 13 in year two, and you can't figure out who to get on the field and you're calling back-to-back timeouts and you're taking play-calling duties away from the offensive coordinator that you hired and uh, all those things. So I don't know that that one's that encouraging. David Cully, I mean, you can't even really evaluate that one. Poor guy. Um, Arthur Smith is probably the classic, like, just let's let's wait a year and get more uh, information next year because it's not a talented team. I wouldn't say that anything he's, done has said all right you know they've got a chance here he just seems like sort of standard vanilla NFL coach so far and so we'll get uh more information on that but offered
1: that offered that trade you would turn it down what Sirianni for Arthur Smith oh yeah not even close right you wouldn't even think about it
2: yeah I mean it's probably I guess it's some recency bias I think the Eagles probably would you know before the season would have rather had Arthur Smith I think wasn't Robert Sala like he had an interview schedule with the Eagles, I believe, when he took the Jets job. So uh, again, luck plays a big factor in a
1: lot of this. Well, just so very quickly, indulge me. Uh, we'll go through the rest of the head coaches. Just snap, snap, just snap judgment. Would you trade? And I think it's important to like think about the context, like of the team. I mean, obviously okay. you would rather have Bill Belichick, right? But uh, some of these like... <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, so, so, so the yeses, like Belichick, Harbaugh, Tomlin, Andy Reid, would you call Matt Lafleur an easy yes? Yeah,
2: I, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't say it's an easy yes, but uh, it would be. A, yeah, I don't know whether he gets uh, too much credit or not enough credit, but man, they don't. They like haven't. They've lost like six games, eight games in the it's last crazy. three years or something. So uh, I would say yes to Lafleur.
1: McVeigh, yes. Okay. Yes. Now the easy no's, I think Zach Taylor. Yes. I mean, correct. No, right. Vic Fangio. Correct. Versace. Correct. McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy.
2: Who, who remembers that he's correct. <laughs> uh correct. I would not want McCarthy.
1: Joe Judge. Correct. 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 Matt Nagy. Correct. Okay, so now this is the these are the ones who who I'm curious what you think. McDermott. Right,
2: so water gun to my head. Ooh, McDermott? That's a good one.
0: Um, yeah, I'd a feisty
2: guy. Who am I? Am I the? Uh, am the I the owner? So, but who am I within the Eagles? Because McDermott uh, is question. an intense guy. You know, I would like this is the Jeffrey Lurie says. Like, who would I rather have lunch with? I think Jeffrey Lurie would be more comfortable in a lunch with Nick Sirianni than Sean McDermott. But I would say McDermott.
1: Okay, uh, Flores.
2: Um, ooh, that's a good one. There's been some weird stuff happening there. I would probably stick with Sirianni. I think. I think I would probably would
3: too. Zach, I don't, I'd probably go Flores. But hmm. okay. I mean, if, I I I just want to jump in real quick. That the sample size <laughs> say, is okay. so small. Of no, it's
2: like Why are we still doing a? Podcast? It's
1: like the funny thing of the uh you know the 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 quarterbacks from the 2018 class or whatever mm-hmm. it was right where it's like. After year one, everybody would have taken yeah. Baker. After year two, exactly. everybody would have re- then then Lamar, then Josh Allen. You know, these things, these things change. But
3: Adam Gase went ten and six his first year. Matt Nagy I uh, never would know, have taken Adam
1: Gase, let's be fair. Uh,
3: Matt Nagy had a uh, playoff year his first year. Yeah, so, Nagy might be a good comp name. Nagy yeah.
2: isn't a bad comp.
1: Nagy's a good one. That
2: could happen to Sirianni. You're right. That absolutely totally. could happen to Sirianni, where next year we're going, all right, you know, you come in, you have a good year. But did he really, you know, was he really doing anything that special? And now and everybody likes Nag, you know, Nag. Nagy seems yeah. like a likable, personable guy. Like the players don't hate Nagy, but he's just not bringing that much to the table.
1: But this Could is come. just an exercise for a moment of yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stefanski, I would take Stefanski. I would, I would take, take a Stefanski. Vrabel.
3: Yeah, it's hard to argue against Vrabel. Yeah,
2: I, I, I would, uh, I would take a Vrabel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like Reich. your I would like your guys' press conference questions to Mike Bravil. I think yeah. that would be entertaining. What was the?
3: Why did he walk off the other day? I, I, I still don't there. know. He, <laughs> he said, well, he, he he said he he wasn't going to talk about Zach Cunningham." <laughs> okay. And then, like the next, you know, two questions were about Zach Cunningham, and okay. and his his point you. was he told them Zach Cunningham's not playing this weekend. Like we'll talk about Zach Cunningham next week, and then it's like and. I didn't think, I thought it was an innocent question. I, I, yeah, but I also don't like, like, I don't
1: like, like, don't tell me what to ask. Yeah. So good job by the the
2: reporter asked it politely. Exactly. Well, I mean, they have to write about Zach Cunningham right right now. So he just said, can you just tell us what you saw in, and (laughs) I got him all mad. So yeah, that would be fun here. I think (laughs) he would be, He I don't know that he would, I think he might be better served to be, but he's like,
3: he's, he's what nine and four without his best player without, you know, his top wide receiver lost his offensive coordinator and and, you know I I give Mike Vrabel a lot of credit
1: okay okay uh Frank Reich it's hard to like not take the guy who taught this guy everything
0: like
1: like everything he patterns himself after uh Rivera Ron Rivera I think I'd take a Sirianni yeah I think I would rather stick with Sirianni Mike Zimmer your boy. Oh
2: my gosh, Zimmer would be really fun here. Uh, no, I, I don't think I. I think you kind of know what the upside is with Zimmer as your head coach, and it's going to come with a lot of uh, limitations to what you can do offensively. So, in my opinion, how you have to win the NFL, That no, I would not do that. Bruce Arians. Would love Zimmer as my D coordinator. Mm. Uh, well, at this point, Bruce Arians? Yeah, you I don't would really want. Take, I would. No, I would still take an Arians.
1: You taking Arians? Yeah be An or odd so, fit with Jalen Hurts, I guess, but that's not yeah, how you could, make it. Uh, what about you, Zach? Yeah, I would think he's, he's won a Super
3: Bowl. He wins. I mean, <laughs> so that was not controversial. If the Eagles hired Bruce
2: Arians right now, he would set the record for fewest hours spent in the office for uh, any <laughs> NFL head coach. So, if nothing else, that would, I, would, I would like that about him, Sean Payton. Yeah, Peyton. Yeah, I would yeah, take Sean yeah, Payton. Absolutely, Peyton. That's. But easy.
1: what if it? What if you? What if you also? That means you have to take Kevin James with him.
2: Then absolutely.
1: Okay. Uh, Matt Rule. It's, I mean, that's
2: an easy Sirianni. Okay. They're a disaster. I mean, they are Total an undercut. They are. It's an underreported disaster. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, just like. That was if if like the Washington football team were doing what they've done with quarterbacks. I mean, they were or the Jets they would be a complete laughingstock in the NFL. I mean, they have no clue. They have no plan. Look at their quarterback moves. Sign Teddy Bridgewater to $23 million a year. He's competent. He's exactly what you should expect from him. Get rid of him. Trade picks for Sam Darnold. Don't draft a quarterback. Don't land a Stafford or anyone else you want. Sam Darnold stinks. Go out and give Cam Newton, who does not have a job, Guaranteed whatever they did, yeah, that was millions of dollars for no reason. Then you're pulling Cam Newton out of games, putting PJ Walker in there. Then you fired your offensive coordinator, and you're like 31st second in DV offensive DVOA this season. They are a mess. That dude, look, I defended Matt Rule. It's getting harder, though. Seems like a nice guy. Again, I would like to have lunch with Matt Rule. I just don't know if I would want him making my, uh, give him so much power where he's, and he's man, he's having these Pete Carroll like comments. You know, if we get 50 combined completions and runs, Bill Parcells told me this in 1989. Sirianni had something
1: like that earlier. What's going on?
2: I mean, how's, you know, I thought David Tepper was like the data friendly owner. I mean, nothing, nothing they do speaks to an owner who's like on top of his uh, stuff with a data driven plan for how to improve his franchise all right sorry i don't know why this is mr joe's
3: variable. cafe yeah. as do i yeah <laughs> it, it closed so poor mr
1: joe tuning in <laughs> 80 85 minutes into the pot he just three left if three you've left. ever eaten
3: right. if you've ever eaten lunch at mr joe's cafe you know what i'm talking about okay uh,
2: by cool. the way Go listening ahead. note one hour 27 minutes in we're going to be back in what is it? Yeah, we have we about forty written. hours. Yeah, yeah. We're Thursday we're gonna do a one thirty. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yes,
2: Thursday one thirty pod because of some work stuff. Uh We got to do it earlier. All right, let's wrap this up. One thirty on like Cliff Kingsbury. To, uh, um, n- n- no, I I think I would stick with the Sirianni. It's just a- You could make the case for Kingsbury. I mean, yeah, sure. If Kyler like, is, three. if Kyler is going to be in his like, you know backseat seat if he's driving him from Arizona with him, then yes, that's easy for me.
1: Okay. Kyle Shanahan.
2: Uh I would take a Kyle Shanahan. I would take Kyle Shanahan. Pete Carroll. Uh no I would rather have Siriani.
1: All right. I'd so rather like have Pete Carroll. Okay. Really at this point? Interesting. He's won a Super Bowl. That's <laughs> that's Zach's
3: thing. It does count for something, you know.
1: So Shields got him as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteenth 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th or 15th, depending on. Okay. Good. That, that seems about reasonable. right. Jack's yeah. got him at 16th or 17th Uh, with uh, Brian Flores and Pete Carroll above him. That's fine. I mean, that's a good, and then like, I mean, 12 of those guys are like deserve to get fired. So it's I don't know, just, just a, a thing to think about. Uh All right. Well, we do, we do have, we've, uh, We'll be back soon. 1.30 on Thursday. We do? We, we do have like another show coming up soon. So we do. We do. We need do. To we wrap do up this show. We do. We do. Uh, uh, t- today was Casey's birthday. His uh, happy his, birthday. His, happy birthday to the case man when he's watching this uh, 20 years down the road, trying to get a sense of his uh, his father's personality. He uh, <laughs> his his uh, his his bedtime song tonight hominic the donkey when we went through the, we went through the whole thing he calls it hominic even though not because he can't say dominic just because he, he thinks he's his, he says hominic is dominic's nickname so there you go I like you that. didn't sing it the dinucci version of it we did not do the dinucci <laughs> version but i have to think about i mean I, I feel like we have to have some kind of holiday song this year so we'll have that on my radar how do you feel about an annie the movie
2: Music, yeah. Well, did you yeah. watch the made for TV
1: Annie? I didn't watch it. This is obsession. I Maya's wanted to. Obsession. I actually forgot. Oh, yeah. It was on.
2: I mean, it it's weird. It's weird when your your child just like a piece of content out of nowhere just grabs their attention. Mm-hmm. We sit down to watch it. Harry Connick Jr., Nicole Scherzinger. She's watching it. She's loving it. Days after she just <laughs> sits in front of the TV performing That's hard great. Knock life. He's asking, she's <laughs> grabbing my wife's clothes saying, oh, this looks like something an orphan would wear. <laughs>
1: you know, oh, or, or, oh poor know, Jessica.
2: Something like the orphans in the, in the show are, you know, they're with their raggedy clothes. <laughs> and so she's grabbing those, putting those on. And hard knock life is just in my head uh,
1: 24-7. My grandmother gave uh, my daughter uh, a raggedy ann for mm. uh for christmas we stopped by on the way down from in and it's just it is funny just to think like that was the name of the thing rag like rat poor poor Ann. raggedy yeah. Ann.
2: Yeah.
1: tough adjective all right it's a shout out to the pilot of the west wing there's a
3: reference to the raggedy Ann though <laughs>
1: wow this is a good Bo this is a good this window.
2: the
3: first time bo's been speechless
2: no because <laughs> it's
1: a good window into zach in that you know it's the end of the show you and I are sharing personal anecdotes and the, the most that Zach can do is give us a, a West wing, <laughs> a West wing reference. That's what it's he's going to give
3: my favorite show. So,
1: all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of birds with friends. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. A jam packed episode. And uh, we'll Super. see you again on Thursday. I mean, S- Sheel's furious that it took this long, but you know, He's the one who started things off with a 15-minute diatribe about a yeah, separate that was, podcast. That anyway.
2: was worth it. I That's was able good. to needle you a
1: little bit. All right. Uh, that'll do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 1.30 on Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash friends. Check out our uh, merch store for the holidays. We haven't put anything up new, but, I mean, there's still there's still stuff there. <laughs> Great sell. <laughs> I mean, people like it. I get, I get those emails. People are buying. it. All right, uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you, and as always,
0: you